your heart. The word is going in, maybe even on your mind. That your mind might be ready to be activated with truth. Just take everything that you've been thinking about and just set it aside. The king of glory wants to come in and meet with you. He's here to speak to you through his word, to encourage you, to strengthen you, to convict you, to uphold you, to do all of the mighty things that he can do through his word. So God, we just say yes. We open the gates and the doors and say, let the king of glory come in. We thank you for your word. We ask for an anointing on Pastor Mike as he brings the word that it would be with such boldness and that signs and wonders and miracles would follow the preaching of the word. We thank you, God, for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Wow. Can you bring me that water, please? Hallelujah. Good to be in God's house today, isn't it? Yes, it is. Welcome to all of you. This week, well, yeah, it was this week, we were kind of going through some of um, Ruth's father's um, effects. And you know that, most of you know, some of you don't, he was the pastor here for 20-some years. And then when he retired, we took over. And we've been the pastor here for almost 31 years. Anyway, we were going through some of his stuff, and we found a notebook of his, a prayer journal that he had, of things he was praying for. And, and I found a really cool page in that prayer journal. And this was a, a prayer that he prayed. I don't know if he prayed every day or once a week or how often he prayed it, but he prayed for me as a pastor here. And it just really blessed me as he prayed, you know, it's just so encouraging to know that, that he would lift me up in prayer. That's exciting to think about. I'd like to read it to you, but it's really long. <laughs> it's really good, though. And, and I just thank the Lord that he, every day or once a week, whatever, every regularly anyway, he prayed for me and he prayed for us that we would hear the word. Amen. So this morning, we're going to talk about being under the influence Two weeks now, Ruth prayed, she prayed, she preached about um, being under the influence of the Holy Spirit, and we're going to continue that theme for at least one more day. The impact of the Holy Spirit is supposed to bring into our lives such a power that elevates us into a, a realm of living that is beyond what we have ever lived in. This morning, though, it's going to be interactive. It's going to be fun, though. Okay. Some of you are agreeing with me. I encourage you most heartily to participate. There will be times we will wait while you do participate. So put that. I give you that warning. So I want you to put your books down and close your phones and your iPads, whatever you got, um, and lay everything aside and close your eyes. I want you to rest. Think I'm, I'm resting. I'm resting. I speak shalom over you. God's peace over you. I speak the grace of the Lord Jesus over you. The love of God. 
the communion of the Holy Spirit over all of you. Shalom, rest, peace. In Philippians chapter 4 it says, don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled request before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will guard your heart and mind through Jesus Christ. In Colossians chapter 1 it says, This is a divine mystery, a secret surprise that has been concealed from the world for generations, but now it is being revealed, it is unfolded and manifested for every holy believer to experience. Living within you, right now where you're sitting, living within you is the Christ who floods you with hope, the expectation of glory. He's in you right now. This mystery of Christ embedded, living within us, becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope filled with the riches of glory for God's people. And God wants everyone to know it. I want you to focus now that your heart is quiet. Just focus on the Holy Spirit for a minute. Begin to see him with your spirit. You could maybe focus on Jesus and and he's the person, and you could picture what he looks like, couldn't you? Maybe it's a picture that you like. Maybe it's from the TV show The Chosen. Maybe um, my favorite image comes from the movie about Jesus when he was walking down the road, and a woman come up, comes up behind him, a Syrophoenician woman, and she begins to ask him, heal my daughter, heal my daughter. And Jesus said, it's not right to take the children's bread and give it to the dogs. And the woman says, yes, but even the little dogs get scraps of food from the master's table. And the scene in that movie is so impactful. Jesus is walking away from her and she says that. And the look on his face, it was one of sheer joy as he realized that she was exhibiting the faith that he needed to do a miracle. He said to her, he turned and he said to her, Dear woman, your faith is great. Your request is granted. Maybe that's the picture you have of Jesus. Maybe it's the one from John's holy book of Revelation. Whatever picture you have, you could picture Jesus. Or maybe you could picture the Father. He's a person. Maybe you see him sitting on the throne, like Isaiah said. I see him high and lifted up. And his train fills the temple. Or maybe you see him watching like the father in the parable of the sower, a parable of the sower, the parable of the lost son, the prodigal. I'll get it right. Waiting for you, wanting you to come back, looking for you. Or maybe you see him sitting and listening to the prayers of his people with love on his face, waiting to answer them. Maybe you see him as Daniel did, the Ancient of Days, the judge of all the earth. But this morning, I want you to focus on the Holy Spirit. He's a person. He has feelings and thoughts and desires. He loves you. He cares for you. He can be grieved by you. He can be quenched or stopped by you. You can allow him in your life, or you can keep him at a distance. He was sent from the Father, and he was given by Jesus 
to be your comforter, the one who is called alongside of you to help you whatever situation may be. John 14, 16 says, I will ask the Father and he will send you another Savior. I was looking at that verse and, and the footnote for it just caught my attention. I want to read that footnote to you because it's so rich. It says, the Greek word for other is analysis. And it means another of the same kind. As Jesus is a savior from guilt from sin, the Holy Spirit is the one who saves us from the power of sin by living through us in his fullness. Savior, there is the word paraclete. And we, we know that one. It's the, uh, <clears throat> even though it's a technical word, it's hard to translate it completely. It means defense attorney. It means one called alongside to stand next to you as your helper. Various translations render this counselor, <clears throat> comforter, advocate, encourager, intercessor, or helper. However, none of these words are adequate, and they fall short of explaining the full meaning. The translation I was reading has chosen the word Savior for, that, that Greek word, for it depicts the role of the Holy Spirit to provide, defend, and save us from ourselves and our enemies and keep us whole and healed. He is the one who guides, defends, comforts, and consoles. It's a beautiful word picture. The Holy Spirit comes to, the, comes to work the end of the curse in our lives and save us, save us from every evil effect. It's a redeemer who ends the curse. It's a powerful word. Look at that verse. I ask the Father and he will give you another comforter. The Holy Spirit of truth in John 14, 17, who will be with you as a friend just like me. And he will never leave you. The world won't receive him because they can't see him or know him. But you know him intimately because he wants to remain with you and he wants to live inside of you. That's exciting. It's literally how real the person of the Holy Spirit is. He's not just a concept. He's not a whiff of smoke. He's not just floating around out there somewhere. He's made up of real material. It's not earthly material. It's spiritual material. He's made up of real stuff. He's very real. He has a body, a spirit body. He's a real person. And we don't have to tiptoe around the Holy Spirit. He's actually very much on our side. He's our advocate. He's our comforter. He's our counselor. He's our helper. He's our guide. He's the one in whom we have genuine, intimate fellowship. He wants to know what it means to be close to him. He wants us to know what it means to be close to him and enjoy fellowship with him. So close your eyes again. And you have to participate now. I mean, I want you to be out loud, but you can be quiet, but you still have to be out loud. I want you to give voice to what you're doing. Focus on the Holy Spirit. Begin to worship him. Picture him as a real person. Enter into his presence with worship. Just do it out loud, softly. Lord, I worship you. Holy Spirit, I give you praise. I want you to express your praise to him. Give voice to the thoughts and feelings in your heart and express out loud your love and appreciation for him. 
Thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, we just bless you and praise you. Begin to feel your love for him and his love for you. Spend a couple moments just standing in his presence. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Tell him that you're here to listen to him right now. Tell him that you want to hear him speak to you. Ask him to take of what Jesus has and declare it to you. It says in John 16, I will take the things that are his and declare them to you. Tell him that you need him to teach you, to lead you. We worship you. We worship you, Holy Spirit. Now I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to give you a word for yourself. Ask him to give you a word for yourself. Not a long word, just a word or two. A word for yourself. Picture for yourself. Then I want you to ask him to explain that word to you if you don't understand what it means. Take a couple of minutes and meditate on what he has said, on the word that he's given you about yourself. Was the picture that he gave you good? Was it encouraging? Was it uplifting? Holy Spirit wants to do that for you. You can do that every day with the Holy Spirit. You can ask him every day for a word. So close your eyes again. You're not going to get to open them very much. This time I want you to ask the Holy Spirit about a project you have. Or something, some situations you're facing that's troubling you. Think about that situation for a moment. And ask him if he has any plans for that project. Or if it's a, if it's a, a situation you're facing, ask him if he has a solution for that situation. Holy Spirit will speak to you in ways that are unique to you. 
if you listen expectantly. He knows what's coming in your day. And he has encouragement for you in the midst of it. But you have to take time to tune in to him, to listen to what he says. He wants to help. So we're going to shift gears just a little bit. Keep your eyes closed. I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to give you a picture of someone else. can be here or somewhere apart from here. But ask him to give you a picture of someone. And now as you're thinking about that person, ask the Holy Spirit, what do you want me to pray for that person? In Second Corinthians, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it says, But God has revealed these things to us through his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. The Holy Spirit's searching, and he knows what these people that you're thinking of, he knows what their needs are. He knows what their desires are. And he can instruct you on how to pray for them so it's effective and purposeful. Now I'm going to ask you to pray for that person. I want you to pray out loud, soft. Just pray for that person. What God showed you to pray, pray for that person right now. the Holy Spirit wants to be involved in our prayer life. Just asking him, I want to pray for such and such a person. I don't know what to pray for. Lead me. Direct my words. Give me the things to say. That's one of the, one of the purposes of praying in the Holy Spirit too. Praying for them in that language. getting harder what we're doing. Now I want you to pray for, ask the Holy Spirit to give you a word, just one word or two, not a long one, just one or two words. I want you to pray that God would give you a word or two for for a person in the room. Stretching you. Think, Think of... In your mind, think of what's going on in the room, and God will show you a person to give that word to.
now is the hard part. I want you to get up and find that person and give them that word. Maybe the person sitting next to you, it may be someone clear across the room. But give them that word. First Corinthians 14 it says that the one the person who prophesies speaks for edification for exhortation and for comfort so these words that you've given them should do those things to those people it should edify them exhort them or comfort them it says in 31 of that chapter you can all prophesy this is how you do it you just give them the word God gave you that's a prophecy doesn't have to be long or complicated just that simple Speaking God's word to them. You can do that. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be in a church. Just, the Lord gave me this word. I'm going to give it to you. And when you receive that word today or anytime, you have to discern the word. Does it describe me? Does that word maybe speak of what God wants to do in me? God wanting something to grow in me? I think of the uh, time I was in a church and they were prophesying and, and one guy prophesied over two people, a couple, and the prophecy was not real long, but it was about this woman and, he, and about her playing guitar and leading worship. And she thought, I don't play the guitar and I don't sing. That's not a very accurate word of prophecy. But it was a word that God wanted to develop in her. And she went home and she thought about it. And she, that was a stupid word. And then she thought about it a little more. She said, well, maybe it's not so stupid. And so she bought a guitar. And she started playing the guitar. And in just a couple months, she was playing well. And within six months, she was leading worship with the guitar. But that wouldn't have happened if that word hadn't come to her. And if she hadn't taken that word and fought with it waged war with it to, to, to develop that gift. And you most likely would have to wage war with the words you have as well. Just because it's a prophecy doesn't mean it will come to pass. It isn't automatic. You have to fight at times. You have to fight. You have to stand. You have to believe. I'm standing and I'm believing for prophetic words that God gave me. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18, it says this, So Timothy, my son, I'm entrusting you with this responsibility in keeping with the very first prophecies that were spoken over your life and you are now in the process of being fulfilled in this great work of ministry in keeping with those prophecies spoken over you. With this encouragement, use the prophecies as weapons as you wage spiritual warfare and faith. Use the prophecies as weapons in your spiritual warfare by faith with a clean conscience, for there are many who reject these virtues 
and are destitute of the true faith. God's alive and His Holy Spirit is dwelling in us. He's with us and He's moving through us. Now just take a moment and rest. Just close your eyes and say, Holy Spirit, I'm going to rest in you for a minute. Say thank you for using me today, for speaking to me and through me today. Worship and adore him, because he's good. Just fellowship for a minute with the Holy Spirit. We just worship you. We love you and thank you. Remember, you can do this any day, any time, every day with the Holy Spirit. He's with you all the time. Ask Him for a word about yourself. Ask Him for a word for someone else. Ask Him about a situation. Ask Him whatever you need. The Holy Spirit is here and He will bring an answer. Amen? Just like in natural human relationships, so it is our fellowship, so it is with our fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You need to slow down and spend some time with Him. Amen? Because it says we invest time in that relationship. It, 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 we experience the riches and the depth of knowing God more than we ever have before. Because productivity is not the goal of the Holy Spirit, first and foremost. It's relationship. He wants to be with you. He wants to share with you. He wants to help you. <clears throat> Hallelujah. You did good, guys. Amen. Oh, there's a Holy Spirit awakening today. I can see him swirling over people and and awakening them to his righteousness. He's awakening our hearts because he knows that that's what we're born for. To live like Jesus lived. And the enemy enemy works hard to steal that from our lives. He works hard to steal the rest and the peace that we were designed for. He doesn't want that fellowship to develop. And that because it's the one thing that threatens him the most. But when you enter into the rest that the Holy Spirit gives, the enemy can't touch you. And the Holy Spirit is calling you into a deep place of fellowship, a deep place of relationship. Imagine what God would do if we cease fretting and surrender ourselves to Him and delight in Him. Who say, Holy Spirit, I need to know you more. I need deeper fellowship with you. I want to see your glory. The more you taste, the more you hunger. The more you hunger, the more you are filled. 
Spirit. I need a greater capacity to receive the Holy Spirit in His presence. I want my relationship to be more than just about coexisting with Him. Well, the Holy Spirit's here somewhere. I want a relationship that, that I want to know Him. I want to be passionate about Him like He is passionate about me. So I have an assignment for you. I could get a couple people to help me with these. I'm going to take one. This is an assignment for the whole month of September. Just simple, three simple things a day. Greet the Holy Spirit in the morning, and greet the Holy Spirit in the afternoon, and greet the Holy Spirit in the evening. For a month, develop that relationship with Him. Go deeper with Him. He's, he, he is the one given to us to know God. He is our connection with the Godhead. He is the one who is called alongside of you. It says in John, I'm going to give you another comforter. I'm going to give you someone to walk with you, to be with you, to be in you. So spend some time this month getting to know the Holy Spirit more. Whatever level you're at, there's more of the Holy Spirit for you. Amen? Amen. So that's your assignment to do for the week. The Holy Spirit is here to help us with everything. He wants to partner with you even more than He has already. Even more than you want to partner with Him. He wants you to walk in the fullness of your destiny. Are you ready? The Holy Spirit wants to speak to your heart. He wants to encourage you. He wants to refresh you. He wants to supernaturally expand your capacity to receive His love and to demonstrate it to others. He wants to move in His power through you. He wants to take you higher into more joy than you've ever known. There's fullness of joy in His presence. Amen? Amen. Let's stand together in Him. John fourteen seventeen says, I will ask the Father, and He will give you another comforter the Holy Spirit of Truth, who will be to you a friend just like me. And He will never leave you. The world won't receive Him because they can't see Him or know Him, but you know Him intimately because He remains with you and He will live inside of you. Amen? Father, we thank You this morning for your power of your Holy Spirit that works in us, works through us. We thank you that you've given us the Holy Spirit as a gift. That we can know you. That we can experience you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your willingness to come in us, to dwell in us and with us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being there every moment of every day, giving us help and counsel, guidance, input, answers, solutions. You're so wonderful. 
Lord, we want to know you more. Holy Spirit, we want to know you better. We want to pour everything we have into that relationship. You are the most valuable thing about us. Holy Spirit, we love you. We praise you. We worship you. We thank you so much that you're filling our hearts. You're filling our lives with your joy, with your peace. With your wisdom. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put your hand in your heart this morning. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord be gracious unto you. Lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. There'll be people up here to pray if you'd like prayer. If you'd like to receive the Holy Spirit in a way you haven't before.